Hey everyone, welcome to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast, a podcast dedicated towards helping you stay healthy so you can stay on the golf course and not in the clubhouse. We will be covering all things golf, from fitness, performance, injury recovery, instruction, and everything else in between. I am your host, Dr. Russ Manalastis. I am a board-certified sports physical therapist and strength coach based out of Rochester, New York. Our goal with this podcast is to help you play your best golf yet while doing so without limitations. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, what's up, everyone? <clears throat> All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ. This week, again, we're going to do another solo episode. We're going to go over our thoughts, and uh, we're just going to kind of recap the Masters, a great uh, four days of golf that we saw, you know, and ultimately Dustin Johnson taking home the green jacket. But we're going to kind of go over our thoughts as to, you know, what we kind of looked at and what we experienced when it comes to uh, the, the recreational golfer watching uh, all these elite golfers play at the highest level and perform at the highest level. And also the, the last thing we're going to talk about is physical preparation for golf and why I think a lot of golfers, recreational golfers in particular, even some amateurs as well, you know, they don't look at physical preparation for golf as a critical aspect or a crucial aspect to their performance. And I think that overlooking that goes a long way in not allowing them to maybe kind of perform at the level that, look, that they're looking for. So, you know, first things first, you know, there was a lot of great golf played at the Masters uh, over these last four days. You know, Dustin Johnson shot a minus 20, which is just crazy when you think about that. But again, I think the, the first three and a half hours of that rain delay definitely kind of softened up the course a little bit to allow players to score and take advantage of that. Um, but again, as you saw, as the weather started to kind of warm up a little bit uh, Saturday into Sunday, you know, the, the greens definitely got a little firmer, uh, made it a little more challenging to putt. And in addition, you know, the wind on Sunday was not, it was not easy as well. So, I think you know, outside of the pressure that Dustin Johnson put, puts on himself, he didn't really have too much pressure from uh, any contenders around him uh, outside of maybe early on uh, on Sunday morning when he had uh, those two bogeys back to back and then ended up birdieing, which kind of helped settle him down. So you know, overall, what an amazing uh, kind of, you know, from start to finish, an, an amazing performance by Dustin Johnson, well-deserved. I mean, the guy has been just on fire. You know, again, he finished that on and second at the Houston Open uh, in preparation for the Masters. And I think he's been in the top five in terms of finishes, if not won the event over the last five or six starts. So, you know, kudos to him and his team for, you know, obviously putting him in the best position physically, mentally, to be able to perform at the highest level. And, you know, now he's, he goes home with the green jacket and a second major championship, which is awesome to see. So, again, we said last week we thought Bruce Kepka would, would come out victorious, but a close second was Dustin Johnson. So to see him kind of come out on top and, in, in a pretty um, pretty demanding fashion, right? Minus 20 is yeah, nothing to scoff at, especially at Augusta there. So credit to his uh, hard work and his the success that he's had this year and uh, to see him do it. And again, obviously, I don't know if you've watched any of the, the interviews um, after the Masters was open, but again, the, the fact that you can see the emotion and, uh, you know, again, if you looked at Dustin Johnson's career, he's not overly um, an emotional guy when it comes to interviews and things like that. But because he got emotional due to the fact that the Masters was, you know, the event that he always kind of looked back at when he was a kid. And, you know, when he putted, he would putt for the, to win the Masters more than any other major championship. Uh, I think it's really cool to see. So, you know, the human element is always uh, something that I think we kind of have a tendency to forget, especially in the social media age, where, you know, we have a tendency to criticize and, and overanalyze a lot of these different things. I mean, these people are just like us. So I think it's important to kind of realize and, and credit him for being able to kind of put it all together. 
you know, and ultimately come home with the second major championship, which is awesome. Um, you know, as a, as a recreational golfer and looking at these elite golfers play, the big thing that I was really, really uh, impressed with was, was the masters.com website. You know, it was really the, the experience of watching it there was really awesome. And I think too, which was really cool, which I think they added this year was the ability to customize the website based on who you want to watch, right? So let's say for instance, um, on Friday, uh, I want to watch Tony Finau, I want to watch Tiger Woods, I want to watch uh, a number of different players. Um, you can, uh, I think, add up to like five people into your custom my group, and then you can watch them shot by shot and kind of see where they what they do, which is really awesome. It was a really cool experience. So um, I don't know if anyone got to experience that as outside of just watching the normal broadcast, but you know that that was a really interesting way to kind of watch it. And I, I would definitely would recommend doing it next year. Well, actually, again in April when it when it comes around. So you know, again, I think the the cool thing about the Masters too especially when you see all these major championships is that overall the talent on the PGA Tour is it's, it goes on full display. Let's just, let's call it what it is. You know, you had a lot of young players play really, really well. Um, but also too, you still have a lot of the elder statesmen you know, go out there, the guys, the, the guys like Bernard Langer, who are, who know that they can still perform at the high level, um, especially on the big stage. I mean, it's really, really cool to kind of see kind of that mixed bag of, you know, again, some of the elder statements, but also, a lot of the younger golfers too, kind of coming up and seeing the confidence that they have, you know, to be able to perform, you know, when they need to, like, it's really cool to kind of see that. So I think that's a testament to them, I think, investing in a team around them, you know, whether that's a mental coach, whether that's a strength coach, uh, a swing coach, or maybe a combination of all those people, I think it's a credit to them understanding and investing in the process to make sure that they can do everything they can to perform at the highest level. So um, we'd be remiss not to talk about Tiger, right? And, um, you know, I think Tiger, you know, I was, I was watching him closely over the first couple of days and, you know, he looked good early on, you know, and again, I think too, when you look at, you know, his demeanor and his body language, he seemed to be a little bit more kind of relaxed and than, than in normal years, you know, and I think because, you know, maybe it's because he got kind of, uh, he got off the schneid a little bit last year with winning that major championship in the first time for, in a very, very long time. You know, I think, there was a little bit more of a sense of calmness from him this this time around and maybe that was just me but you know i think he looked good early on you know he, he definitely had a, a lot of chances to score just maybe kind of couldn't make the putts and kind of stream together when he could but obviously the final round everyone's talking about is the 10 that he shot on on 12 and you know to be able to uh, rebound from that by birdie in the last five or six holes is just a testament to his mental toughness i mean the guy you know if i shot a 10 and then you know, I'd probably be pretty rattled at that point in time. Um, and, and then from there to have to kind of, you know, readjust, refocus, and then birdie the last five or six holes. I mean, it's just a, te a testament to his ability to kind of refocus, put all his energy into positivity and make sure that he can kind of finish the tournament strong. So I think it's just uh, it's cool to kind of see him just kind of get through some of that stuff. You know, a blow up hole like that, again, I think a 10 is the highest score he's ever kind of recorded on a single hole. Uh, so to, to go from that and then ultimately finish strong and finish the tournament on a high note, it's a, it's, again, it's really cool to kind of see kind of his evolution a bit, right? Again, I think, you know, we're starting to see a little bit more of a different side of Tiger, I think, and, you know, being able to kind of watch him over these last 20 years, you know, he's always razor, razor focused, right? And not to say that he isn't or he wasn't these last four days, but you can see, I think he was trying to enjoy the moment a little bit more. And that, that's really cool to see as well. Ultimately, too, that's going to segue into our, our conversation about 
physical preparation. And I don't know if you kind of caught the the, the broadcast or not, but on the second the the second round when it was delayed, um, and Tiger had to finish up on Saturday his second round, and then play uh, Saturday again to kind of finish up his third round. Towards the early parts of the third round, you can start to see Tiger start to kind of stiffen up a little bit or tighten up a little bit. You can see as he was kind of bending down to grab the tee, he was pretty ginger about doing so. And he was just kind of maybe trying to stretch a little bit more between shots just to kind of stay loose. And, you know, again, I think that's something that we, we've seen in the past from Tiger. But I think, you know, you start to kind of see some of that stuff kind of come to the to forefront a little bit more often uh, over these last couple of days with Tiger. I mean, he actually looked pretty good on, on Sunday, but uh, you definitely could tell maybe it was, you know, the fact that he had to kind of finish out his second round and then play 18 more holes. Maybe the body maybe wasn't ready for that. But I think, you know, that leads us to our discussion about physical preparation in the body and why it's so important to put your body in the position to be as successful as possible. I mean, golf is a hard game to begin with, right? And if you uh, aren't there physically, right, then it's not going to allow you to kind of get in certain positions to shape shots, to be able to kind of, you know, put the ball where you want to. And then ultimately, that's going to obviously affect you mentally as well. So I think, you know, when you look at Tiger, his routine has definitely changed over the years. He's had to kind of reshape and reinvent his swing because of all the back surgeries that he's had. But, you know, regardless if you've had back surgery or not, if you're dealing with the discomfort or if you're, you're just feeling maybe stiff or tight or things like that, I think the problem we see with a lot of recreational golfers or amateur golfers is that they don't really kind of take physical preparation before a round seriously. You know, I think when, you know, I would not call warm up just swinging the club five to 10 times at a very, very low intensity and then trying to ramp up and swing as hard as you can on the first hole. I would not call that a warm up. If anything, I'll call that a recipe for disaster in terms of potentially putting yourself at more risk for, you know, causing more discomfort as the round goes on or as the round progresses. So, you know, there's a lot of you know evidence and, and research that's showing that even a, a very very simple dynamic warm-up where you're again the whole point of a warm-up is just that is to you know increase your core temperature improve some of that maybe that tissue extensibility and tissue pliability so that your body can be able to let's say turn better or be able to stabilize in certain positions you know especially on the lead leg be able to kind of post up on that lead leg as you rotate around it you know these are all things that we kind of talk to our golf athletes about because if they don't understand or, or value that enough, then that's going to you know, be the reason why they potentially come see us at some point in time down the road. So and again, prioritizing physical preparation. And again, you know, Tiger's routine now is much different. And again, not everyone's willing to kind of get up at the hours that Tiger gets up to be able to start his exercise routine, to start his practice routine and get loose for the day. Uh, not everyone's willing to do that, but it doesn't mean that you can't invest or get to the, the, course 10-15 minutes early to be able to kind of at least get the body moving a little bit better instead of just kind of rushing to <laughs> rushing to the course getting out of the car sprinting to the first hole taking maybe two or three practice swings and then swinging as hard as you can when your body has not been able to kind of ramp up the way you wanted to so you know, again physical preparation you know it's, it's something that's really really crucial not only for the golf athlete but for, for all athletes because right? ultimately, if you put your body in the best position to be successful, your performance isn't going to be let down because of that, right? You want to, again, make sure that your body is doing everything it can. It's firing on all cylinders so that once you get out and, and are trying to perform a skill, especially a, a skill like golf, 
where you need to be razor sharp, you need to be razor focused with being able to, you know, place the club properly, be able to turn on the ball and, and you know, flight it properly and all these different things. You know, you want to make sure that your body is able to handle all those things, especially over the course of 18 holes, or maybe even, you know, like we saw this past weekend, more than 18 holes, depending on if there's rain or if there's a delay or something like that, right? So again, putting yourself in the position to, you know, take on the stresses of what the golf swing puts on the body, but also be able to be durable to handle that over the course of the round, that can't be overstated, right? So again, I would say this, if you're not working with a strength coach, if you're not working with a performance coach or a physical therapist or you know, whoever it may be, whatever healthcare provider you may be seeing that isn't putting your, your body in the best position to be successful and you wanna play golf, then you need to find a new provider. Um, or you need to find a new coach so that they prioritize what you prioritize. Or you, if that's the case, maybe you need to value and prioritize your warm-ups and your mobility stuff and your strength stuff first, right? So that that accelerates your ability to get in certain positions better when you're trying to work on your skills. So, you know, those are just some of the thoughts that we kind of put together for this episode. You know, we want to make sure that physical preparation becomes, you know, something even more important as the off-season transitions here on the East Coast. Right on the West Coast, you know, people are still probably playing at a pretty high clip because the weather is doesn't change much, or especially down south, right? And if that's the case, you know, again, physical preparation becomes even more important for those people as well because now they're playing year round, and ultimately that's more golf than they would play if they were in, uh, let's say, a four, a four season type of atmosphere. So, you know, again, we can't emphasize enough how important it is to get your body ready for the sport of golf to make sure that, again, from a rotation standpoint, your body's more durable to handle all that rotation with speed and power so it doesn't start to kind of give you trouble down the road. Next week, we're going we're gonna to try and kind of jump back on the boat. We've got a lot of episodes that uh, we've got recorded to uh, start to kind of pump out for you guys, but we want to kind of at least sprinkle in some of these solo episodes so that we can kind of just, you know, have some conversation, uh, very, very lighthearted, very, very easy conversation about some of the stuff that we're kind of talking about uh, with our golf athletes currently but also to make sure that you're, you're aware of some of the stuff that maybe you need to prioritize as you kind of get into the off season or as you continue to play golf. So we'll catch you on the next episode. If you have any questions, make sure you kind of drop us a comment at some point in time. We'd love to hear from you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey everyone. Thanks so much again for listening to this week's episode of the pain-free golf performance podcast. If you enjoy the content of this show, we would love it if you would leave an iTunes review to help us grow and expand our ability to provide you with the golf information you are seeking. If you're listening to this show and are dealing with aches, pains, or issues from golf that haven't been resolved, or you're not exactly sure where to turn, then let us know how we can help. Whether you are local or not, you can work directly with us through our pain-free golf performance program, which is completely virtual and online. This program is customized to you and your goals of playing your best golf yet. We would assess how well you move to give us a baseline of what you can do, and then based on that assessment, come up with a training program best suited for you. We are offering a special podcast promotion, which gives you access to our program at a reduced rate. You can inquire by going to manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash painfree golf. Again, mana is spelled M-A-N-A. So it's manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash painfree golf and use the promo code podcast when inquiring so we can help you feel better and play better golf. Be sure to tune into next week's episode and we'll catch you then.